0: Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking all things Kings. Heard from Mike Brown in the post-game press conference. Heard from our own Kyle Draper, who had some things to say as well. And the question is, who will be that vocal leader for the team? This is from the text line. And all guests and callers join us from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda, you're one-stop. Honda shop from the five three Oh as a longtime fan dot 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 last night's game was embarrassing. We cannot blame anyone but the team. They showed up because they were scheduled to. They did not really show up. When will they understand they need to go to the paint more instead of shooting threes nonstop. Hmm. I don't think that's going to change. That's
1: that's who. Unfortunately,
0: that's who coach Mike Brown has said they are. Yeah. And maybe it changes with different personnel. Yeah. And you know, Speaking of being in the paint more, they do it in a weird way. And I know I joked about Kevin Herter with Mr. Draper yesterday, but Mr. I don't know I don't know what
1: Mr. Draper. I'm calling Mr. Okay. Draper. I don't because
0: I don't want no problems today. Okay. I'm calling him Mr. Okay. Draper. What is going on with the Kevin Herter dribble handoffs? No disrespect whatsoever. But what are you going to do with that? You're in the paint with the basketball. And I look. If the 5, five year saying, let's get to the paint more, but you're not that guy, pal. Kevin yeah. Herter, you're not that guy. I, he had one nice turnaround in, in the key, right? A, a midi, but I don't know what the purpose is there. I don't know that he's lost confidence in his shot, but he's pump faking a lot on the three-point line. He's trying to do the dribble handoff with with. DeMontis Sabonis, and in, in reality, it reminds me of the Carl Anthony Towns Boogie Cousins meme when he gets to the paint because guys are thinking, homie, wh- what yeah. are you going to do with this basketball? I I don't know. So, 2-5-3-0, oh, yeah, you want to get in the paint, but you're per-
1: who are your personnel to yeah. do that? Yeah, no, I think it's a personnel problem. I think you're you pointing it out there. I think uh, Kevin is kind of in a weird in-between of, of like he's almost in counter mode right now where he spent the first 25 games trying to hunt that three and now – Uh, People are knowing that when he's coming across that dribble handoff, he's looking to get that three-point space. And so that's the first thing people are going to say. If you see Kevin running around, his man's got to call out, like, you know, screen or handoff or something. And Sabonis' guy is going to show on the other end to say, nah, like you're not just going to get tons of space on the other side of this screen. So I think he's kind of living in this world where he's he's thinking too much. And Mike Brown's talked a lot more so with Trey Lyles about – when you're pump faking, that's you just way too in your head. He wants Mike. Mike says all the time, just let that thing fly. So um, I, I think he's just kind of going through it right now. We've we've been very loud and, and well chronicled Kevin's struggles mm-hmm. uh, both on and off this season. Um, I, I yeah, I just kind of think he's going at going through it. But I do agree with you that the Kings just don't really have personnel to get into the paint. Like, who yeah. are the guys? that Malik. you say can get to the paint. It's Malik Monk, De'Aaron. it's De'Aaron Fox, it's Demonis Sabonis, and it's sometimes Harrison Barnes. And I'm talking getting all the way to the rim. I would throw Keegan in there because he's maybe starting to get some, some runner action, but in terms of like actually getting layups at the rim, even if they're contested, it feels like he just doesn't quite have... The, the necessary bag or, or, or whatever body control to get to the rim. So, realistically, I mean, yeah, if you're looking for the Kings to stop shooting threes and get to the rim more, they just really don't have the personnel to take it to the rim themselves. Of course, you can get lobs with JaVale, but that's all got to be set up, and, you know, really you need Malik, you really need Malik in there to do it because De'Aaron kind of doesn't run a lot of traditional pick and rolls with, with JaVale.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it is interesting when you hear these these terms, right? And I don't think – there's overused sports terms from the media, from the players, and also the fans. And I think that when your team loses and you're frustrated, you just – there are things that you say, but you actually don't know how it can be accomplished, right? Same thing when you're playing pickup. Guys, move the ball around. W- what do you actually mean? You mean there's right. one guy who's, who's clanking and, hey, move the ball around, right? So you're sitting there saying – we got to get to the paint more. Well, well, how do they actually, right? Actually, do that? And I think it's not as, it's not as easy to to do in practice. Again, with that personnel as it is, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to find now where the
1: Kings actually fall in terms of three pointers taken. Yeah. Game. Oh, I mean, it's got to be up there because I mean, even in, I mean, in yesterday's game was definitely the most egregious. Uh, I, I pointed to the halftime number and uh, the halftime number, if I'm not mistaken, the Kings took, I want to say it was 52 or 50. I, I think it was 52 shots at halftime. Uh, and then they took 33s at half. So that tells you they took 33 point attempts. And 22 two-point attempts. I mean, you can't have that level of balance and and expect to win the game. That, to me, tells me that you're just chucking it up. And the Kings were knocking them down, actually, at a really good percentage. They finish at 47% from three, which is absolutely absurd. I got it. But, I mean, yeah, you, you can't live and die by the three, especially against a Celtics team that can shoot the hell out of the ball and uh you know this is the first time the kings have lost all season long when they've shot above league average 36 percent from three
0: so i have it i have the list where do you think the kings fall on this list in
1: point in uh three point attempts per game yes they have to be top six um i would say they're four they're three three you know who's number one uh probably
0: the pacers the celtics boston ah they're number 1. Good job, Simone.
1: Thank you. There you go.
0: Boston's 1, Dallas is 2. Wow. Sacramento 3, Warriors 4, Memphis 5.
1: Interesting. Yeah, and I mean that that's the team that they want to be. Like the Kings want like you said, like it's it's for better or worse. They they don't change when they're losing either. They're they're going to put it up and uh you know, it, maybe that's, you know, that that is a point where you could say that's where this Kings team, again, if we're talking trade machine or, or how this team is is going to improve its personnel, it's maybe getting guys who, you know, we talk a lot. And even, even in the trade talk uh, articles that we read, it's the Kings can always have more shooting. The, you know, with Zach Levine, they're not afraid to add more offense, uh, even if it doesn't mean good defense. Well, maybe... Maybe they have enough shooting. Maybe it's very clear that Mike Brown is very confident in their shooting ability. Maybe they do need to be a little bit better at the other things, the intangibles, the the being more physical, the attacking the rim, uh, the just making the simple play. I, I think that's really what the Kings need is a guy who's going to be, I wouldn't say high usage, but someone who's going to be involved. They can't just be, you know, someone who's getting spot minutes here and there. Someone who's going to be involved. Um, that that really can calm things down and and just diversify the amount of buckets that the Kings get. They really don't have many guys who are three-level scorers besides, really, De'Aaron and Malik. It's a make-or-miss league, and
0: everyone is clamoring, saying you got to get to the paint more, you got to do this, you got to do that. The Kings are the fifth seed right now in the West. The Boston Celtics have only lost six games, and they take Mm. the most threes in the league.
1: So maybe right. it's that's not a right, matter of right. taking
0: too many threes. Maybe it's just a matter of, I, I I don't know, having a different gear or being able to change things up or just having guys that are going to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the thing. You can take the most threes and have Defense Derek. Help, yeah. Right. You, that's the that. Well, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Right. That right there yeah. is a difference. It's not about the threes. Yeah. It's about the fact that the. The Boston Celtics are number two in net rating, and if I'm not mistaken, number two in defensive right. rating. That's the difference. Yeah. So maybe so you it's, can get some stops. Yes, right. Yes. Maybe it's not about the anybody. threes. Maybe it's yeah. not about offensively right. being dynamic. Maybe it's about you have to get stops mm-hmm. for those nights where you're not hitting threes yeah. because personnel wise, and maybe that's the same question. Well, with well, personnel wise. We don't have that. We don't have the horses defensively either. So what's the difference?
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it. it yeah. I, I. I. think it's. It's a really interesting kind of back and forth of. Of. Yeah. I mean, is. Is that really what the king? Because it's, it's. It's the argument of the Kings just need to get to fifteenth defensively in. In defensive rating in order to. To be successful, it's. It's the okay. The offense is is ridiculous. It's just if you get five to ten more stops what does that do how much different do your results look uh yeah i mean it's it's really interesting i still think that it's true i think i saw the other day that the kings moved uh down into the back towards where they were last year in defensive rating now especially with allowing 130 to uh to the wizards and then uh 140 yeah the kings are back at 22nd right now in defensive rating so in a way i mean they're they're if you're looking at at where they stand in terms of the numbers, they're a about the same defense as they were last year. And uh, I would say, you know, because they were historically great last year, they're significantly worse of an offense. But yet they still have found themselves with a much better record. So it's a, it's a really confusing situation. Not a lot of teams find themselves uh, actually getting results while, you know, stat-wise and, and the numbers-wise kind of looking like you're actually a, a worse team than you were last year.
0: All right, it's really weird. Really weird.
1: It's time to do
0: it. Oh, no. We're still waiting. Maybe we'll hear from him. Kevin O'Connor, yeah. do you want to lay this out? Kevin O'Ducking. What what happened last night and uh, the another media member that Kings fans are considering uh, the ops?
1: Yes. Uh, ho, I'll try and squeeze all this in here because we don't have much time. But uh, Kevin O'Connor yesterday, I'm going to read the tweet out because we've been talking about it all day. Uh, and it's important to give some some context here. Uh, this is from Kevin O'Connor, NBA, on Twitter. He says, the Celtics have broken the Kings, who are once again proving to be far too small. He's a Celtics fan. He He's is a, a Celtics, Celtics fan. fan. Uh, uh, not enough size, particularly with help defense, and not enough rebounding. Bad sign to lose like this against Boston on the second night of a road back-to-back without two of its best players. It should be obvious at this point. The Kings are a great regular season team, but not equipped to win against NBA finals contenders, which Sacramento will not be until they make a follow-up move. Kevin O'Connor then writes in response to a, a a tweet that says, you've been preying on the Kings downfall for a while now. You're a sad person. Kevin says, just the opposite. Actually, I want the Kings fans to experience the greatest joy of all a championship, not annual bummers in the playoffs. What you felt last year was new and great despite the first round loss. It will get old. A big move must be made in order to win the greatest prize of them all. Uh, and of course that just just sparked Kevin uh, into just more and more. Twitter beef. Morgan Reagan, a, a very friend of the show, she says you guys don't fall for it. this is trolley bait. KOC is a little dramatic uh, with these tweets, and I do happen to know Morgan and, and Deuce are both like friendly with Kevin O'Connor. They spend time at, at summer league, so this is you know it's not all just completely beef. They do know each other. Kevin O'Connor re- replies to Morgan saying, "It's not trolling. Tonight will go down as one of the most disappointing losses of the season." It details some of the concerns about Sacramento's playoff upside. I want to see the Kings contend for a title, not just the playoffs. Kings fans deserve it after so many years of not sniffing the playoffs. Making the playoffs is great. Nothing is better than a championship. Big move necessary, and I stand by it. The
0: problem is, and I know we got to get to a break, the problem is –
1: And people have an issue with the timing. It's the
0: the timing, right? If you were to read that to someone who doesn't know any of this background – you would say i mean is he is he wrong right. right and i think i think a lot of people would say no i would say no not i would particularly, say the spirit
1: of what he's saying is not wrong is
0: though. not wrong the problem is that this guy starting I believe last season with Sabonis is he he hasn't given Sabonis his flowers. He's saying annual, and it's funny because he's saying these annual letdowns. The Kings haven't even been in the playoffs, yeah. so he's making it seem like yeah. he's making it seem like they this were this perennial thing, the Zebo Grizzlies, and they continue to lose in the second round or whatever it is. Not even that they haven't even doing that. I got a
1: whole bit on that too, as a matter of fact, because I do think that there is. Um, and I said this all the time when the Kings were in the 16-year playoff drought. Of course, I feel a little bit different about it now that the Kings are actually successful, but what's wrong with being the Grizzlies, like that grit-and-grind Grizzlies team? There's nothing wrong with it. I continue to say, what's wrong with being the Vikings? Only one team can win the championship. Like, for local teams, especially small market teams, that's kind of the most you can ask for, and then winning a championship is almost like... It's so unbelievable that, yeah, I mean, of course you'll take a championship, but all you can really ask as a small market is to be put in position. The Kings of the early 2000s, they got about as close as you possibly could get to winning a championship without doing it. Now, does it spoil that that those emotions a little bit when thinking about those teams? Sure, but those were still, I mean, those were the greatest times in Sacramento Kings history, and I don't think anyone would trade them for anything besides a championship. Like, what's wrong with at least setting the bar of hey, we make the playoffs every year? Of course, you're going to get tired of it at some point, but I, I I don't understand why there's this demeaning of teams that – Always make it close, but never make it far. Of course, you're going to, especially in a small market. I think there's different. The 49ers are a great example. Of course, Niner fans are going to, especially at this point, say championship or bust. Nothing, nothing is going to do it for me. They're a legacy team. They're a bigger market and a bigger, uh, just a bigger environment. Of course, they should expect championships. They can get good players easily. In a situation like Sacramento and in Memphis and in OKC, I think the best you can ask for is from an organization. Put us in the race. And, of course, we're, it's going to be really hard to get the LeBrons, the Giannis's, the KDs. you got to get lucky and draft those guys. But, to me, there shouldn't be as much shame as there is in being a perennial playoff team. Yeah,
0: we got We got to get to a break. I do want to react to what you just said because I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It just is really just – it's really just – It's more
1: just a media cover. You can't covered. really
0: – the problem is we got to get to a break. Yeah. But you can't sell that, though. Of course that, not. That's the problem. All right, got to get to a break. We will react to what Chris just said and much more. We have some eye-popping numbers on the Kings getting dismantled by the Celtics that are a bit concerning. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Reacting to Chris Watkins and a very interesting conversation that we were probably going to get to in a different way anyway, but let's do it now. Let's do it. Why not? The, the problem is... What you just discussed, you can't really, I guess, sell, right? I, you, yeah. I think from a ownership point of view, I think that that's how a lot of owners feel. You think right. v- Vivek, this this franchise is worth more. I, I don't even need to look it up. It's yeah. definitely worth more now than it was when he purchased
1: it. A hundred percent.
0: And I would say the same thing about Jed York. Would I like a Super Bowl? Sure. But the, just being in the race puts a lot of money in it's my true. pocket, right? right now. You can't say that outwardly, of and course, the, yeah. and but I, I would say the problem is being realistic. You, I I brought up the Vikings with mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, yeah. and you had the yeah, the, I just
1: blew right through that. I was I like, know, I, I, don't trauma, I don't have the Trump. I don't have the time. Miracle the miracle in Minnesota,
0: <laughs> and they've had their opportunities, but it's truly feeling like they can, and to keep. That they can actually win versus, hey, well, we were in the race. If you were to ask a Grizzlies fan during the grit and grind, do you actually think you can win Mm -hmm. the whole thing? They would tell you no. So I think the problem with, I guess, where you're starting and where you're ending is having – believing that you have a – chance is being a quote-unquote contender and actually believing that you have a chance versus, hey – I don't really mind being in the playoffs, and we're probably going to lose. Right?
1: Where is where is that line? I mean, yeah, you can always try and look to improve. It's just you know, I I, it's more just so the the media being championship or bust. Like that, I more just have a like there's there's a process to 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 be though. My thing is there's a process to these things, and ignoring the process of like if. Like, the Celtics right now are in a, they need to win. Like, the Celtics have done enough to the point where they are at the point of development to sure. where it is championship or bust. It's more just, there's there's only a handful of teams, maybe like three to five teams, who I believe are at the stage of development in which it is championship or else you're not really gaining much from this experience like the celtics have already gotten as close as you they won two games in the finals last year they go to a game seven in the eastern conference finals and have done that i don't know six or seven times it feels like over the past 10 years they don't have anything else to learn as a group besides winning the championship here here's the problem kings fans can't have it both
0: ways right because if you're saying that Hey, we're not there yet. Yeah. Then, if I'm Kevin O'Connor and I got to watch every team and write about every team in the NBA,
1: why am I going to talk about the Kings? Because there's other things to talk about. Like, how, where Because that's your job. Like, your job is to say, hey, the Kings are on their way. Keegan Murray made a huge leap this year. That's big for them getting to the next step. Yeah. Uh, Demonis Sabonis doesn't completely look like the playoffs you know, ruined his career and he's back to triple double De'Aaron Fox is averaging 30 points per game and is in the MVP conversation. There's tons of other things to talk about, about how they're getting closer and closer than, Oh, they're just not going to win the finals. And so why, why spend any time talking about this team? They're useless. They have an expiration date. So do 29 other teams. And like you know, you're, there's well, a you're, not, you're not wrong, but this also goes this this also
0: goes to the same conversation that we've been having about the Kings in general. Yeah, they don't stink enough, right? Like the Pistons like or the, whoever. Or the, where, yeah, where are they going to go next? Or the Spurs? Okay, how, what do they do with Wenbanyama? There, they are in a fairly unique situation, but I guess the argument is, is your job as a writer to talk about how a team can get there. I think that you could even look at it as in a positive light, even if he's being a hater, because he is saying that you're somewhat close, right? He's saying, I mean, if you actually look at what he's saying, he's saying you need to make a big move if you want to. Yeah. So if he, were, if he were to go the other route and say, and talk about the other things, then I guess it, I guess it just comes down to as a writer, is your goal to write about, how a team can get to the promised land or just write about where they currently are. And
1: that I don't know. But I think also the issue with, I mean, besides the timing, which we kind of addressed of Kevin's tweet, I think the problem is also the lack of acknowledgement of anything else going positively. It's that's all fair. just, that's fair. this isn't going to work because of, mainly, and also it's a really weird beef with specifically DeMontis Sabonis. It's like a very, you guys cannot win, not because De'Aaron Fox isn't that guy, not because Keegan Murray isn't going to be the two-way guy that you think he is. It's almost specifically because he doesn't believe in DeMontis Sabonis being either your second best player or your main big man on your team, he has like a fundamental issue with that. And again, that's where it's like, I, I I don't like, okay, you can have that beef, but you can, again, still talk about the pieces around, even if you do, even if you're that strong about your belief, then maybe even say, look, look how great Keegan Murray is. No one's done this before. Look how great De'Aaron Fox is. They've taken, he's taken this leap. And I still believe that Demonis Sabonis is holding like I can even live with that level of analysis. But if it's just this team sucks, they're not worth talking about, their center sucks, and that's all I have to say on the issue, then you know it's it's kind of one of the well, uh, yeah. that's that's again where more frustration is. It's the is, is same thing, it's
0: the well. same thing that we're talk that we talk about when we get constructive or constructive or non-constructive yeah. criticism from listeners, right? Whether it's on the Sack chat Holder. or whether it's on the text line or whether somebody calls in. The, the bottom line is, what exactly do you want the Kings to do? Right. Okay, and yes. what was it? Frank, a solution. Our right. own Frankie yeah. Cardaselli last night even said, if you look at the numbers, Sabonis is a top five center in the league. Yep. Okay, all the other centers are locked up in some way, shape, or form. Yep. So, what? give us – what is your – make a big move. Yeah. What is it? Do you want to change the fabric of the Kings when they right. just made the playoffs for the first time in 16 years? Do you want to move off Sabonis yeah. and go – Small ball with whoever, give us something. I think that is the yeah. issue. Right. What you're saying might not be foundationally wrong because when we have Kings fans say, even Deuce Mason say, Hey, we're not there yet, okay? So we all agree that the kings aren't there yet. It's just give us solutions instead of just punching down yes. when you are uh, this this MBA writer and a Celtics fan, yeah. who by the way, the Celtics ain't won a dang thing since 08. Yeah. So you're punching down because you guys have looked good. If I can make the argument, what's wrong in Boston? Yeah. Why can't they get it done? You keep you had Kyrie, you got rid of Isaiah Thomas, yeah. you can't figure it out. So don't throw stones yeah. to a when you are a historic franchise who you do have those expectations because don't let the Celtics lose or don't let the Celtics not even get to the finals because rightfully so Kings fans should come down all over on, on Kevin O'Connor because there are levels to this. So I think to your point, why aren't you giving solutions? Why aren't you giving flowers? What is it about? And that's why we asked them to come on the show, right? That's why we asked them to come on the show.
1: Yeah. I also think that there's an issue with like, the the fact that you know he is a national writer like like he he has a big following and in a way it's propaganda like it's mm-hmm. it's a way of put like if you're only going to say the negative things about this team and that's all that you know whatever we'll say Kevin O'Connor has i don't know how many we'll say 500,000 Twitter followers mm-hmm. Well, like now you're sending that message to five hundred thousand people. Three hundred
0: and seventy-four thousand. There you go.
1: And how many of those people actually watch the Kings? And how Not many a lot. people are getting their information from Kevin O'Connor tweeting things like that and are just running with it in their local circles? And it again, it's just kind of diluting the Kings brand. And as a small little brother, small market team that's sucked for sixteen years and is just now finally. Out of the other side and trying to taste what it feels like to be a real basketball team, like you said, starting to punch down, it, it people are going to take offense to it. Like, in Sacramento already is a very, as you learned, Alan, they're I've learned. very defensive, they're very uh, tribal, they're, they're, they love their team, they love their city, they're not going to back down from it, it's just... I, I think that's also a big issue is just the fact that it does feel like you're kind of running a smear campaign on Sacramento, and I think Which is people bizarre. are taking it personally.
0: Which is bizarre, but again, it's just a yeah, it's no, a weird but beef I, to have. We got to get to a break, but let me let me show you something one time, okay? <laughs> you scroll through, all right, and I'm going to do this right here, okay? I'm going to scroll through Kevin O'Connor's last 20 tweets, and okay. Simone's going to yell at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> 14 hours ago, that tweet about breaking the Kings. Almost 2,000 likes, all right? He had one about Embiid that had 2,000, okay? Besides that, when it's actually his, you know, his content, he gets barely 200 likes. Right here, another one. He's barely getting a 1,000, barely getting to 1,000 on these. So when Kings fans, this is, okay, right. this is a highlight of James Harden. Didn't even get to 1,000. Kevin O'Connor streaming December 18th. He got 15 likes. So he's not doing this for no reason. The right. next one after that 210 likes. Anytime he talks about the Kings and riles up Kings fans you're putting money in his pockets. Yeah. He's got a blue check. Yeah. So there's a part of That's this to true. where it comes Correct. he's getting paid for this. Yeah. Literally he's he's side hustling. So th- it goes back to all the other guys in the Brock Purdy tweets. Right. Does he actually Steven believe Ruiz is the, he Reese's? all these guys, he knows what's going to rile people up. All right, we got to get to a break. Congrats. When we get it, back, con- continuing to have the conversation and we have those eye popping numbers about the Kings and the struggles that they've had in their losses. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Taking me up to 2 p.m., having a great conversation about expectations, about national media, local media, fans, what you should expect as a fan. All because the Kings refused to show up. And what a terrible birthday for De'Aaron Fox.
1: <laughs> right. Not about that and too. I do want to
0: say something. We see you, Bill. We'll get to you. I do want to say something. We can talk about it a little bit more. In depth after we hear from Bill. Gotta be careful here, because we are the flagship. But I don't know the process for sure. I'm not really good with Keon Ellis having to answer all the questions as a two-way player who just got into the rotation. Right. You talk about leadership. I don't know how the process works. What I would like, maybe not De'Aaron, it's his birthday, enjoy yourself. Yeah. I would like for somebody else to maybe have been that person and say, hey, I know how we typically do things, not Keon, right? That feels, and I'm going to be honest here, just like Draper did, I get paid handsomely, I just like Draper did as well, and we are the flagship, love what I do, but
1: that's a cop-out. That's yeah. pretty bad. It's really bad. It's I pretty it's bad. Really bad. Yeah, I think it's... Uh... It's kind of a it's a pretty soft move too, because you do like you can't get blown out in your biggest blowout all year long and in a game where people had tons of expectations, rightfully so, that you should come in and beat one of the best teams in the league and then to just get absolutely embarrassed on your home floor and then send out, like you said, the two way guy. Somebody somebody needed to step up in that moment, and I, I, I don't know. At no, I know nobody probably thinks, again, kind of like the conversation of in the huddle. Mm-hmm. Nobody probably feels like it's their job or responsibility to do so, but somebody's got to do it. Like, you can't let the the new guy go out there and, and step up and answer all the hard questions when, you know, frankly, he's been here the He wasn't even with the you shortest. the whole season. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I, I just got here, y'all. I mean, for the most part, like, ah, it was a bad night, but. You know, I I could have had a career night tonight, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Like I, I don't yeah. know what what kind of answers they were. You know, I I, yeah, I, I it just it feels soft. Like of course they weren't expecting to get any good answers uh, out of Keon or have Keon explain away uh, the emotions of the night. But you, to me, I I don't. You know, traditionally they would send out Harrison Barnes. I was telling you that in like the the early early years of the Kings, uh-huh. like the Luke Walton Dave Yeager years, when the Kings would get beat, which uh, was a common occurrence, they would just send HB because he was the vet, and it was a you know a, a thing that you were kind of supposed to do as a vet leader on a young team. But now that this team's successful. You know, you, you you can't just be up there when when things are good. You can't just send Demonis Sabonis out there when uh, when he's got a triple double, or Keegan right. Murray out there when he's got forty seven points. I think part of the responsibility of being a a team leader or one of the best players on the team is when your team gets embarrassed on your home floor, you need to step up and 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 answer some questions because a lot of people are frustrated, and yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna fix that frustration, but at least it shows some level of accountability. And and to me, it just doesn't really show much accountability from from anybody. And like you said, I don't I don't know exactly how that process happens. I don't know if it's just King's PR picks anybody and is like, hey, like, we just need to get this, you know, we need to get somebody out there and everybody's frustrated. Keon. I know Keon won't say no. That definitely could have been it, but to me, Somebody's got to like you said just step up and see Keon leaving and say guys like we're we're going to yeah. we're going to have Keon no, I'm answer see, I'm for serious all the that's bad That's really bad. It's bad. I think that's man. I don't think we're overreacting there like that's just that's just not a good look. I don't I, I really think that's an example of what Mike's talking about though too. It's just like that's that's a leader thing. Like that's, right. that's thing not, I don't think it's on Mike to say,
0: guys, don't yeah. let Keon go. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> no, I, I yeah. think that's on Mike.
1: PR either. No, whoever it is. I think that's on. I think that's on somebody
0: in the locker room to say, dude, we're not going to let our two way guy go out there and have yeah. to answer for us. Yeah. All right. Like uh, that. That one. That it's one. Kinda that That one kind of gets me. I mean, I'm looking here. You had Harrison Barnes with 30 minutes, Keegan with 26, Domas with 26, Fox with 26. Trey Lyles with 27 minutes, Malik Monk with 25, Keon had 19 minutes, and you're going to send Keon out there?
1: Mm. He didn't what? even play 20 minutes. It's cold. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't love it. I, I definitely don't love it. It's we like, can't
0: handle this team. That's and that's the whole thing with expectations. Yeah. You can't handle this team with kid gloves anymore.
1: No, yeah, and I think that's that's where Mike's getting too is like y'all y'all are adults. Y'all want to be treated like like some champions? Well you know you you got to you got to take some accountability for yourself and uh look in the mirror like it's it's got to come from he said I don't know how many times he said it yesterday but it's got to come from within like it just it just has to so
0: not going to make too big of a deal out of it but I do think it was I think a, it's
1: emblematic symbolic a
0: interesting look we'll call it mm-hmm. we want to get to some of these numbers that we have been alluding oh. to so the kings lose 144 to 19 and I did some math. I, you know, I don't typically get the calculator out, the TI-84. By the way, just a quick, a quick break from all the Kings talk. You know that I, I saw this on social media. I don't know, Chris, if you were too too young for this, but the TI-84, mm-hmm. the calculator. Yeah. Remember back in the day, that thing, that bad boy, was a hundred bucks. Eighty. Oh, yep. If, and we, It's not more. Yeah. No. It was like one twenty maybe. So you know. We discuss how a lot on the show education, how education is changing. Definitely, I don't know if that's this is part of it. I saw a picture. The TI 84 is twenty ninety nine. What? It's twenty ninety nine. How is inflation tracks. working backwards? For no, that, that tracks. I well, mean, maybe they don't. They're not using it the same way. You know how many anything, buttons it's more on that at thing? That
1: point. You know how many buttons on that thing? I never pressed all of yeah. them. Pretty much. You know, you could like download games onto that too. Oh, yeah. I remember that was like a you thing. Play, is, what was it? Snake. Yeah, you could play or Snake or Brick Breaker. They also had like a uh, yeah, like a like a uh, asteroid kind of game. That was on there. the one. It was yeah. the
0: asteroid game.
1: Yeah, I you- bet there are free. Texas Instrument calculators available online. Online. That's a great point. So I mean, you don't have that physical calculator, and you know, the market's (laughs) also got to be flooded with people who have sold their used TI eighty four. Well, yes, that's that's, that's also true.
0: Where is mine? Did you did you
1: did? (laughs) Just like your Charizard card. Were your parents? (laughs) (laughs) Where is your TI eighty
0: four, Simone? Were your parents (laughs) ingrainers (laughs) of like you need to do the math? Like no, no, no. You buy that calculator. My mom would take the knife and engrave my name in it. Oh, oh engravers. I thought you said in Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe I did.
1: Um no, no. 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 Everything for resale, man. You got to you got to think everything no, for No. My resale. mom
0: was just petrified. I spent how much on this calculator? Yeah. If I'm at least going to give them give them nightmares of your name (laughs) if they steal it. it, it The free game was you would have the calculator and then you would have really tiny, not me, not me of course, you'd have really tiny little answers and cheat sheets in the little pamphlet. You had yeah. to. not me, of yeah, yeah, course, like not, the, me. Yeah, that, not me, someone, yeah, not me, but someone, someone
1: was doing it. Yeah, somebody class. was, <laughs> and you know, you could also tell. like text on that thing too. You could just straight up type. Right, so it was a way of passing you know, you notes. It, it's yeah, like, yeah, hey, you it did, the notes. can you can you check my work yeah, can you real check quick? My work. And It says like, you, you know, know try you to know, skip know, class next period? Help you get the answers. And the Kings had
0: no answer for the Celtics as they fall one forty four to one nineteen. Here we go. So we did the math here. Twenty seven percent. Of the Kings games have been blowout losses. So we can round up and say 30% of their games have been blowout losses. Yeah.
1: What is that? We we counted eight, I think. Eight of eight. the 26, right? Eight
0: of the 26. Yeah. So 27% of their games have been blowout losses. Yeah. 80% of their losses have been blowouts. Eight out
1: of
0: 10. Mm-hmm. 50% of their blowouts have been at home. Four of their eight blowouts have been at home.
1: It's terrible. I mean that's 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 like, fights in the parking lot. That's fights yeah, in the garage. That's uh that's losing in in a in a very loser fashion. I, I think I saw so someone <laughs> sad. It is very sad, David. I agree. I saw someone put it on Twitter that yeah, the kings are losing. Uh when they lose, they lose like some losers. Like 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 yeah. that's who they, they are. They are the
0: best losers. Yeah.
1: Or the in, worst. Yeah, whichever
0: you would say. They are the best and or worst losers in the league. Yeah not that they lose the
1: most no. but
0: when they lose they lose they lose
1: yeah they they look bad with all caps lose. yeah they like they just look like a completely different team and uh i don't know yeah i mean it's it's got to be it's got to be really frustrating on uh on just everybody who's trying to figure it out because you know it, is it an effort thing if it's an effort thing like how do you get through to your players more if it's a preparation thing well you know, that's, that's all Mike Brown and his coaching staff to do better. But it, it just, it hasn't really felt like there's been a, in my eyes, there hasn't been a clear and obvious connective tissue between all of those games. And I think that's still, I mean, besides the personnel that they're going against, uh you know, the, the big lengthy forwards and those things, that's clear and obvious, but I don't see Mike Brown's pointing to physicality. I, I don't, I'm not saying he's wrong. I just I don't see that as a consistent thing to me. It just seems like his team doesn't play defense some nights. Got to
0: get to a break when we get back. We will talk leadership for the Kings. Do they have a leader or do they need someone else? Mm-hmm. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. No, I, I just hope that the Kings come out tomorrow night. Take care of business. That they can always, you can always rectify these situations. They come out, they take care of business against the Suns, get their first back-to-back win, because that's where I'm at. You mm-hmm. need, you need to win both, yeah, for me, and get their first back-to-back win against the number one seed mm-hmm. in the Western Conference, the T Wolves, who they've already beaten. Okay, if they can do that, and did they have everybody against the T Wolves? Did they have the T Wolves didn't
1: have everybody, but uh, I
0: don't think. The- but they're only missing one guy. An important piece, but the Teals, very important.
1: Yeah. Did they have? Did the Kings have? I feel like they Keegan might have not game? had Keegan for that night because there was that stretch of games mm-hmm. where I'm where looking Keegan here was missing with the back injury. No
0: Keegan. Okay, yeah. so I think that cancels out because they didn't have Jaden. Yeah, Jaden yeah. McDaniel's. Yeah, right. So I think it cancels out. So, but I am looking here. It's, a,
1: it's definitely a fair counter for sure.
0: I'm not trying to take away from what the Kings have done, yeah. right? But if we want to get real here and 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 peel back the, the onions here, if you're looking at these W's, okay, do we need to discuss that you beat the Nuggets without Jamal Murray? Do we need to discuss so. that you beat the Suns without Kevin Durant? Because that's the thing now, right? Yeah. Uh, the only reason I bring that yeah. up is because you get your doors blown off yeah. by the Celtics and people like our own, or not our own, but Sacramento's own Deuce Mason, <laughs> hey, Crickets when you when they beat the Nuggets. Crickets when yeah. they beat the Suns. And I don't think Kevin O'Connor didn't say anything because these guys were missing. But I'm saying the way we view yeah. the Kings, some of their best wins. If we do look at their best wins, you know we obviously have the Warrior game to right. look at. You, the the okay, Thunder see, they've sure. had their number beating the Thunder twice to Cavs. One without De'Aaron the Cavs does. game doesn't look as good yeah, anymore. Right. You have the Lakers. They beat they did beat the Mavericks. The Mavericks have kind of mm-hmm. fallen off. So I'm not trying to take anything away, but it could it, kinda it sounds could like you are. Well, it could it could help. To beat a team, and I'm not. I'm, no offense, Bradley Beal. I'm not really counting Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, but,
1: especially he's played
0: four games. So this if year. you go out and you beat the Suns, and they do have KD and Devin Booker, yeah. I I guess all I'm saying is it it could co- it could be one of their best wins of the season. Yeah, I'm kind
1: of uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm a little bit off the. Suns being uh actual like I, I feel like after I, yesterday i was doing some some look into the the, the Suns as they're coming up tomorrow mm-hmm. they're really not shouldn't be as respected as what i think everybody is giving them respect for okay. like at this point they're they're 14 <laughs> and 13 uh they've had kd for i think 15 or 16 games they've i don't had like Booker what you're doing for- here because they have to play the Suns tomorrow yeah. and if no, it I mean, it doesn't go yeah. well. No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm more th- saying that I think the Suns are actually sneaky, the easiest opponent by far of, of the Celtics T wolves. Mm-hmm. And then if you're throwing the Suns okay. in there to me, okay. the Suns are clearly not at the same level as those other mm-hmm. teams. And I, I feel like yesterday, even I was like, you know, this is the opportunity to take. Like if the Celtics don't have Tatum, you're not mm-hmm. going to get easier right. on Friday and, and definitely not easier on Saturday. Um, but i do feel like you know friday friday has kind of i just feel like it's not not that it's not a big test it's just it's not it shouldn't be held at the same level as the celtics and the t-wolves in my opinion they okay. just haven't played like that team like maybe the suns can be that team but but i don't think they they have been that team all year and so you know i think been. they have legitimate depth issues. Like, I think they're a flawed wantanabi. team. I think they're a flawed team is well. Big want wantanabi to guy. But uh, like, I also don't think that the, the Kings should discount their wins just because those guys were out because you know, you, you play who's in front of you. Okay. You know? What about the nuggets though? Just cause they didn't have Jamal. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a note. Uh, it's noteworthy, but I wouldn't say that it should, you know, you should discount the win at all. I'm not
0: discounting it. I'm saying that's everybody's counter to the, the Kings beat the best. It is a, it's a footnote at the very least the the, who is the best the let's just I would rather say honestly I wouldn't everybody likes to say the Nuggets because they won the championship right I would more so focus is the I would more so focus and say the Kings are undefeated against the Thunder I'd go to that first
1: would go to that first Thunder win yeah I mean both both are great but the fact that they won without De'Aaron to me is also a that's like an immediate cancellation of any, okay, you, yeah, you beat Denver without uh, Jamal Murray. It's like, right. well, we beat OKC, who's the the better team by record this season. We've beaten them twice, mm-hmm. and one of those times without De'Aaron. And then, like you even said, uh, the T-Wolves, like, yeah, the T-Wolves didn't have Jaden McDaniels. You didn't have Keegan Murray, who is mm-hmm. probably, you know, tick for tack. They're they're pretty similar importance to their teams.
0: Yeah, and that was, I believe, if, if, worse, if there was no Keegan, I'm assuming that,
1: Probably I'm got Duarte that, Ke- that game. Well
0: yeah, and I was gonna say that you probably had a good Kevin Herter game pop up. So right. maybe, I think that was a
1: big De'Aaron night too. Yeah,
0: maybe you dig deep and you see something like that again as well. And you know, like we said, they come out, they take care of business these next two games. That's what keeps happening with the Kings. They have a really a really bad game, a super stinker, and then after that they show up for the next whatever amount of games. And you, okay, well, we overreacted. And then they do it again and again and again. That's just what it's been. And hopefully they can eventually break out of it. Kevin Herter only had 10 in that T-Wolves game. So it was Sabonis with 15. Harrison Barnes with 18. De'Aaron Fox with 36. And Malik Monk with 17. You also had 10 from Kessler Edwards. I think towards the end, it got a bit out of hand. So there you go. I'm going to ask this tomorrow as well. But going as a fan for the first time, it's just going to be me and my lovely lady. Please send in on the sack chat on the text line. What's the typical what's the tif- the typical play-by-play? What do I got to do? Where do I go first, you know, to what what were we calling it last week? Get festive. Right. Where do we go to get a little bit festive and then where do we go to grab some food? Mm-hmm. I know Doko has food places. Yes, definitely. But pro- we would like to only take one Uber, Uber to the festivities place, yep. and then be able to walk Tons to food and yeah. walk to Doko. So we'll i your that. own I'm adventure taking,
1: book. Very much.
0: I, so. Well, I know. So I have a list on the gram that we send back and forth to each other of all of our Sacramento spots. But it looks like all of those spots, none of them are walkable oh, I can tell to you the some arena. Spots. So I'm taking I'm taking a lot of different. I'm taking all the the advice I can get. So send those in. Just a quick little antidote while we. Continue to break down these Kings. I mean, we, we, we're we trying here, Chris. We're trying here. We can start to look forward to the Suns and, and, and cleanse our palate a little bit as we get ready for that. Simone tells us we got to get to a break soon, but off the top of your head, as we talk about kind of the vocal leader, the enforcer, when you ask the question, to get asked the question, who is the Kings leader, who is that?
1: It's De'Aaron Fox, but it's a lot more via – like, le- like do as I do kind of leadership. Not really a, uh, I'm not saying he doesn't speak or isn't vocal, but uh, definitely doesn't feel like he, he like, it's not a person, like, it doesn't come naturally to him. I think people are natural leaders and, and feel inclined to, like, get groups together or to get, you know, get guys in line. I don't think they have any of those guys. I would say the closest thing they have from my perspective is probably De'Aaron. Like I think everyone just kind of follows his lead, as however, however that may be, and he's a really chill guy. So I could see how I, I think, and sometimes it does. His personality does kind of rub off on the rest of the team, where everybody is, you know, I won't say they're not intense, but like I, I do think that sometimes uh, the intensity might not be
0: there. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back. We pulled up the free agent list. And there is a name that might be able to give the Kings oh, no. that grit. We'll tell you who it is when we get back. Thousand and Watkins, Sacktown Sports.